Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Best and Friends. The the best of the friends have, have gotten back together again. Glenn's here. Glenn, say hi. Hello. And uh, this is the Spoopy Cast. We're going to be talking about uh, some, 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 I guess, scary stuff. Um, so what we decided <laughs> to do was uh, I, I have a... Uh, uh, a liking for for old movies, and since it's Halloween, I figured we go with scary movies. And what better way uh, to start with like talking about scary movies than with going back to some of the originals, like of cinema? Uh, and I- I'm talking about the uh, the Universal monsters from uh, the 30s to the 50s. I guess were the original releases of uh, some of these movies. And uh, we're talking about Dracula, we're talking about Frankenstein, we're talking about uh, Wolfman, but we're not talking about any of those today. We actually picked uh, two of the more obscure, um, I guess not really obscure, but probably, uh, you know, the lesser known icons. Like if you asked a kid to name like some some scary Halloween monsters, they probably wouldn't have gone with the ones that we went with. So, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's all good fun. Uh, I, I, these, these movies are, are classics that the, the, the series and in, in general, the universal monsters movies. Uh, so, I mean, just, just real quick to do a rundown. Uh, we had Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, Invisible Man, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, might be one more. Did I, did I hit Dracula? Uh, in the in the original intro, All right, and, Dracula. And, and Dracula. So so those are seven of of the oh, and Phantom of the Opera. So that's that's eight movies oh, right. that like uh, uh, Universal made, and they they put into production that it they went from basically the 30s to the 50s with a lot of stuff in between. But the, these are like pretty much the hallmark Universal monsters is uh, what they're called, and um, the 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 movies kind of kind of vary all over the place and. Um, and quality and acting and special effects, but a lot of them paved the way for stuff that came down the line. So I figured it might be cool to go back to these and uh, watch them, especially uh, for someone who's never seen them before, like Glenn. Glenn, you, I've you've never, never seen, seen them before. <laughs> you've never seen either of the movies that we're going to talk about. So I guess let's uh, let's unveil the movies that we watched. Uh, Glenn, you picked The Invisible Man, and uh, yes. I I picked The Creature from the Black Lagoon. So uh, yeah. we're we're gonna talk about these movies uh, today, <laughs> and uh, you know what what we thought of them and everything. And I guess let's start with the earlier one, which would be The Invisible Man, which uh, for those of you who don't know, was originally a novel by H.G. Uh, Wells, uh, who was a huge science fiction uh, writer. He made um, huh. War of the Worlds. He did uh, The Invisible Man. Uh, and The I, Time Machine, too, right? The, yes, The Time Machine. That was the, uh, that was the last one. Those, those are his big ones. I think there's other stuff right. in between, but those are like the three hallmarks of H.G. Wells. And I mean, they're fantastic books. If someone hasn't read them, Especially War of the Worlds, that's probably uh, one of the best science fiction books I've I've ever read. Especially for when it was made, because you know this is before a time when uh, you know we had CG and all this stuff to come up with. This was before you know t- t- space travel and stuff was even you know a thought in anyone's mind. You know we, we take a lot of the stuff for granted and uh th- this guy was coming up with it before it was even like a you know a theory which is you know mind-blowing to even think about right. uh 
so yeah, uh, the 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 film is based off of his novel. I I would guess sort of, of loosely. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if, if if it's a hundred percent. You know, they they cut a lot of corners just in the sake of time. Uh, so this movie came out in nineteen thirty three. Uh, and it has stars, uh, who plays the invisible man? Let's see here. Um, oh, I uh, tried so hard to remember this name and nah, I forgot it, it. it. It's cool. Uh, Claude Rains and the, uh, the, uh, I guess the female lead would be Gloria Stewart. There's a bunch of people in between. And, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of, uh, smaller roles in this movie, but, uh, I, I mean, most notably, this uh, this movie is known for its special effects in the 30s. Um, there, obviously, when you have something like the Invisible Man, you know you're going to have someone who can't be seen and probably stuff being interacted with. Now, you know, again, we take a lot of this stuff for granted now because um, we have CG, we we have special effects and stuff. Uh, you know, back then. There wasn't anything like that, so they were kind of just doing this by the seat of their pants. Um, but let's let's go back to the beginning. And uh, Glenn, what, what did in general? What did you think of the the movie? I, I thought the Invisible Man was it, pretty incredible, actually, like, especially considering for its time. Uh, some of the the stuff they did with special effects, I don't know how they did, like <laughs> at all. And uh, it was it was funny. It was scary like this the i think the terror kind of held up a lot better than uh creature from the back black lagoon for me um no i i really enjoyed it we got a lot of laughs i got a little creeped out at least uh what about you uh yeah so i i guess the the main thing about this movie just going back to the special effects there were a lot of really cool points of this movie i think the coolest point was when um there there's a uh, scene where the Invisible Man uh, uh, breaks into a scientist's house that he knows, uh, and the scientist is hearing that you know visit, um, villagers are are uh, freaking out because there is a uh, murdering Invisible Man on the loose, and they should all be watching out. Blah blah blah, and his eyes just get really big, and then all of a sudden you hear the radio go off. Uh, his eyes get even bigger, and the Invisible Man starts talking to him. Now he sits down at this point, and you see the uh, the cushion depress. Uh, the chair starts right. rocking on its own, but then he does something that at the time, uh, again going back to what you said, I don't know how they did. Um, he picks up a matchbook, uh, lights a cigarette, uh, takes a puff of it, uh, and then puts it down to I guess where his knee would be. So he he's holding the cigarette in his hand, and his hand is is laying on his uh, knee. Which, uh, again, blew my mind because there were two objects, one in each hand. He had a cigarette to his mouth for a minute, pull, pulled a, a drag off of it, and then, you know, went back to talking. Which, uh, excuse me, so mind-blowing for the time. I, I can't and imagine how they did that. It's all, it's all one sh- Like, they're not cutting around to kind of hide it or anything. It's all one shot. I think it even, like, hid a little bit of the cigarette as if he was putting it in his invisible mouth and, right. like, distorted it a little bit. Right. Or that could have just been the special effects. But it worked. Um, yeah. It was, it was pretty insane. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and another thing is you mentioned the uh, the humor in the movie. Now, I don't know if it was intentional or not. Or not. I would have to imagine it would uh, have to be intentional. Now, um... The the humor in the movie is kind of a a little dark, uh, to an extent because it's it's 
this guy who's going insane because he was made invisible by chemicals. So, you know, what we think is goofy and stuff is a guy losing his mind, taking advantage of people because, you know, he he's invisible. No one can see him. No one knows where he is. So he can just kind of do whatever he wants. So there's a lot of points right. where, you know, he's grabbing someone's nose. You know, he's taking off people's pants and stuff. He's putting them on, running down the street. Meanwhile, this guy is completely naked and, like, he's running with just pants on to scare people and stuff, which makes for funny effects. But you got to think, like, this, this guy, you know, 10 minutes before this was plotting to kill someone, um, you know, plotting to kill multiple people, uh, many people, po- political figures, policemen, uh, crashing trains and stuff. Then he just starts hopping around naked with a pair of pants on, but not it's singing. He's singing like a, like a, um, a nursery rhyme. And it just, when, when you take it as that, it just, it makes you think how crazy this person was that, you know, you could just have, a snap and personality like that from going incredibly serious to, you know, not being serious at all, just being so silly. He's just, he's so jovial in all the destruction he's causing. And, and, uh, he's, he's like really enjoying it, having all that power and feeling unstoppable. And that just makes it extra creepy to me that like, you can, you could definitely see that actually happening. Right. Right. I mean, I, there, there's, there are people like that in the world that are, you know, right. crazy. And, you know, the thing is they, they dealt with this in such a way that it was, it was really, really, uh, uh, nuts. And I, I, I think a, a lot of it goes to, um, just how good that actor was. I can't say the same for a lot of the other actors in the movie. Um, <laughs> There, uh, the the female lead that plays, I guess, his estranged uh, girlfriend, um, right, looks like she's on the verge of laughing in a lot of the scenes. Right. Uh, <laughs> some of some of her storm offs are like very abrupt, like she missed her cue. Yes, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. Th- actually, one of the opening scenes I thought was kind of cool when they're in the um the 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 doctor's house the uh, the professor of the uh of the daughter um the the right. father figure um they have a scene where he's in uh one room and uh she storms off into i what i would gather is the living room and in, instead of uh cutting and um taking another shot in another scene they panned over and uh showed the the division in the wall like you know I, I like it was a set which was interesting in a way yeah it was it was weird I, I almost couldn't tell if it was meant to just be a house with a weird layout or if it like accidentally showed the set it was weird yeah a, a little bit I, again you know it goes I guess to budgetary things but it was, it was just an interesting uh, uh choice of shot because it 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 looked neat but you know it 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 just goes to you know what they had at the time i guess uh so i think i think it was the only time they did something like that as well like only one shot where they kind of broke the fourth wall a little yeah yeah i think uh uh that was the only time uh so overall like i did did you like the plot did you feel like it was too uh too speedy because it's 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 a relatively short movie it's like an hour 15 hour hour 20 at most no i i loved how fast it was i think sometimes movies nowadays trying to be three hours long kind of stretch themselves out a little too long my opinion this one the guy's like i'm invisible now like nobody's leaving me alone so fuck it 
rampage time and then he just does it (laughs) yeah and that's it like there's 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 like just a little bit of build-up he's just like fucking shit up immediately but yeah no i i guess that's where it kind of um is a little different from the 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 novel is because the novel has a lot of lot of build-up you know uh kind of the you know the um the main character losing himself griffin uh, so this this is a, a little different where there's not really that build up here. He's already fucking nuts out of his mind, and right. uh, you know it's just the ensuing aftermath, pretty much after that. Um, now uh, I, I mentioned the uh, the the other actors in the the movie, and I I, I mean, <laughs> uh, so did, do you feel like that took away from the movie, or it was just comic relief at that point? Because you know there there were parts where it got, it was it was pretty serious, and then you get one of these other actors or actresses in the uh, the the film, and they seem to just really ham up whatever oh they God. were doing. The uh, the I guess the wife of the bar owner. Yeah. Oh, when, she was when she the was Invisible a keeper. Man first starts going. She's just screaming like nonstop, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was funny, but like it kind of took you out of it because other people are talking and she's just in the background like, ah! like. <laughs> Did you uh, hear the one part where the the husband falls down the stairs and she's like screaming for him, and there's just a bunch of men around her and like they're all saying different things, but at one point one of them specifically says "shut up," and I, I <laughs> thought it was the funniest thing ever. Uh, so that's awesome. Yeah, it's probably not in the script. This is no, just, no, it just like, happened. Oh, come on, lady. <laughs> uh, but but sometimes sometimes it was just good comic relief. Like uh, I think it's I think it's Constable Jaffers here. I'm looking up uh, when when all the men from the bar run out to find the constable. <laughs> they run up to him. He just goes, "Hmm, what's all this?" <laughs> yes, yeah. There 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 are a few moments in like that in the movie, and it's just like yeah. But I, I think most of it was in good fun, maybe to keep it a bit lighter, because again, this movie's a lot, um, a lot older than the one we will be talking about, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon. When I think a bit of a vaudeville was still like involved in in uh, movies where things were a bit, you know, more comical. Uh, and again, this was at a time where, um, you. Uh, uh, movie cinema in general was like a brand new thing you know we right. we went from silent films to to this now uh, with sound and you know it was a completely different um uh monster entirely so uh, yeah i i feel like I, maybe it was just they they were trying things out you know seeing how things worked because uh creature from the black lagoon in comparison is a way more incredibly uh serious movie or it takes itself way more seriously than than this there there's right. zero comic relief in creature from the black lagoon that this this at least you know there's there's little breaths here and there of uh fun going around and I think they needed that too because the pace was so quick that if if they didn't break it up, they weren't breaking it up by like pacing the movie, so they had to break it up with laughs. And it works for me. Right, right. So, um, just a quick note. Um, in 2016, uh, February 2016, it was announced that Johnny Depp would star in the reboot of this movie. 
Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, me either. I guess we're gonna see. Uh, I, I, again, this is this was before the Mummy came out, so it could be different now because the Mummy did really, really bad. Right. So you know, I, I guess we'll have to see. But uh, I, I mean, here's I, I would love to see a reboot of the movie, maybe just not with Johnny Depp, but right. Yeah, who's to know? I, I'm just not because like having having an invisible man with like CG that we have nowadays, it's just not impressive anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, did you? So uh, it kind of loses a bit for me because of that. Did you ever see a Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon? No. Uh it it goes the same route where you know he there's an experiment. Uh, it's it, you know he he shouldn't be. Uh, doing what he what he's doing and stuff you know he actually goes full invisible they put like a a skin suit on him so you could see him and stuff um mm-hmm. but you know he ends up getting really strong because of the the chemical and uh like uh homicidal so they end up having to kill him at the end of the movie and it, it plays out more like a thriller but uh it it doesn't have the same feel to it because like you you know they do these 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 rain scenes when you could see him he's wearing the skin suit a lot of the time uh i i feel like the bandages really made for like that creepy vibe uh, especially at the beginning of the movie when he has like the fake nose on and those like welding goggles there's just something creepy about that look it's just so different he's like clearly from the start he's an outsider there's something wrong with him like yeah a skin suit you just kind of look like a weird diver but like band bandages is like the universal sign of something's messed up. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I mean, I, I, f- I feel like that was a, the the start to the movie uh, when he goes into the the um the bar or um I guess that's a tavern, um, was was really creepy. You know, he's coming in with the snow. He's got it all over his shoulders and stuff. And he doesn't say much. He doesn't say much to the uh, to the uh, the keeper or anything. So it, it was it it made for a tense scene, especially right at the beginning of the movie. So the the setting was uh, immediately tense, and it was it was kind of serious. It was only after that where you found out it got a little ser- uh, silly with the um, right. the screaming uh, barkeeper and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it is what it is so so ending thoughts with the uh the the movie uh more movies where invisible people steal bicycles and throw people's hats in the rivers please i 100 100 <laughs> I, I could hear i could hear emma laughing in agreement so we loved it it, it was so good it's 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 a it's a fun movie and i mean um the effects hold up really really well which is i i think probably one of the most important things to recognize is that um something that was shot uh what 80 80 years ago uh still yeah. has you know um some technical prowess to it which is in, in, an, an achievement on its own a lot of things i can't say the same thing about that have been around for a lot less amount of time <laughs> it's just the first shot where you can see that he's uh invisible at least um, he's like eating and somebody barges in on him and it's such a quick scene, but that they still like managed to sneak in his, his hollow face peeking out from under his bandages. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it must've been like mind blowing at the time. It's still really cool knowing that they could do it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, if, if no, if anyone's like ever, ever had the fancy to check some of these movies out, I would say go do it. it. It's definitely worth it, especially The Invisible Man. As silly as it is, uh, it's it's a really cool movie. I, I want I want to call out one more thing about The Invisible Man that we really liked. 
Um, all of the all of the people trying to stop him, like, did not do stupid things. They had smart plans from the start, which is is refreshing in a horror movie. You, you get like. Oh, like I'm alone in a house with a broken leg. I'm gonna go look for the killer. But like in in this movie, they're like, okay, it's Invisible Man. We'll like shoot ink at him. We'll swing our sticks all over the place trying to find him. Like it was it was nice to see they immediately tried to do smart shit. Absolutely, yeah. No, that that was a cool part. I mean, there there was a scene where he's first in the room and they try to catch him and they're all one behind another chasing him around <laughs> like a chair and i was like come on guys what, what, what are you doing what are you doing right but, but besides that i i mean a lot of the th- like when they were making the the phone calls for the uh the reward they're saying you know wait till it snows uh when when it's foggy out that's a good time to catch him uh you know uh throw throw ink at him and stuff these these were all things right. that were said during the movie which were was uh really cool so i mean you're right that, that they came up with a lot of really cool ideas and you didn't need a scientist to fucking figure that out <laughs> they knew what the uh youtube comments would say before they even finished the movie exactly in 1933 they had the uh the youtube time travel man time travel <laughs> that's what it was <laughs> All right, so uh, let, let's move on to our uh, our our next one, which is is better and worse in different ways. Oh um, boy! So, um, the Creature from the Black Lagoon uh, is is a 1954 horror movie that was originally shot for 3D, which I think was uh, really really cool. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, um, I I mean there, you could definitely tell because there's there's certain shots. Um, that they do here and this was at the height of uh 3d in the the 50s so that's that's how it was shot um creature called uh the gill man is is this uh this basically prehistoric uh like humanoid creature like merman thing living in the amazonian and these um the scientist happens upon a fossil in the area that the uh the gill man uh lives at and he goes back to his his research facility. Gets like, uh, um, uh, what is it like a marine biologist to come and with his his right. team, which consists of his his wife girlfriend, who's also a scientist, uh, financial backer, who's also a scientist that works for like a big company, and they all go and they 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 travel back to this this area and chaos ensues because Gilman don't feel like getting caught. Gilman don't fuck no. with people. So, um I I'll leave it at that. I don't want to um spoil the movie for anyone that wants to go see it. Uh I don't know if it was shot on location, but there's a lot of really really cool uh shots uh of of what could be the Amazon, a lot of really neat underwater shots in this. Um and overall, it's it's a it's a pretty serious movie. Uh, it, it's hard to take it seriously when you see the design of the um, of the monster and how it moved and stuff. I'm assuming he because uh, c- the the monster, the Gilman, was very um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stiffly kind of slithers. Yeah, he, that too. Yeah, he well like uh, stiffly slithers. Yeah, well uh, <laughs> on on land he moves very stiffly, but then the water like he kind of moves more fluidly. Which I I don't know. Maybe maybe a merman would do that. They're not real, so I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but I I, I mean o- overall, uh, what what did you think of this movie? Because it seems like you have some reservations about it. Uh, it did not do it for me like at all 
There, there, there was too much buildup. Like whereas the Invisible Man had no tension building, Creature from the Black Lagoon I felt like was seventy percent like staring at the water as the creature slowly comes up at it, and then the same musical sting happens <laughs> that happens throughout the whole damn movie every time he shows up, and um, it was just that like for most of the movie, and then he like did a mean thing real quick and then ran away. So I I got bored of it real quick. Um, I still I I stuck through it obviously, but it just it just didn't. Uh, I laughed at it in the wrong ways. <laughs> uh, it it definitely probably didn't age the same way as something like uh, uh, the Invisible Man did, as as cheesy as some of the acting was. Uh, the acting in this was a lot better, but it that's true. It seems like it was aimed at something that was a lot sillier. Um, because, you know, in The Invisible Man, if it had the serious acting in it, you know, it would have been a really scary, serious movie. Um, but it was, it was like, you know, The Invisible Man had one half of the equation and The Creature from the Black Lagoon had the other half to make like a very, very tense, scary movie. Um, but you know, both of them are separate, but I, I mean, that, that just goes to, um, you know what they were doing back then. I, I I think the big point of this movie, um, which I thought was cool, was this is kind of like a forerunner to Jaws. How some of the um, stuff was shot, right? Um, but and it had the same like, like just don't mess with nature kind of theme. Oh, to absolutely. It. Yeah. No, I, I I thought it was neat. Where you know, like a lot of the underwater shots. I think it was one of the first ones where uh, the uh, the girl. Um, first jumps in the water and uh-huh. she's swimming around and she swims pretty far out away from the boat that they're uh, stationed in and it starts with you know uh, the cameras getting closer and closer to her feet and then you see this creature swimming under her like uh, maybe 10 feet away and it's it's kind of besides like him swimming kind of stupid but uh like would you think about like think about it like this you know you're you're in the amazon which i mean one i wouldn't fucking swim in anything in the amazon no but you're, you're you're swimming in the amazon and you know it's it's murky water you can't see anything imagine if there was something you know 10 feet below you that could just kill you in an instant which i i mean was essentially what this thing could do is it could kill a person in an instant as, oh yeah as, it's terrifying yeah, right so i i mean those type of shots are, are like really nerve wracking. It was just that, you know, the, the suit design and stuff back then wasn't at its best. I, I'd say out of all the character designs that they had for um, uh, these universal monsters, this was probably the weakest. Um, right. But even, even like trying to the, even trying my best to discount, like the, 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 they did the best they could with the suit, but the 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 introductory scene with that lady swimming in the water and him below her it's really tense until he like starts to like grasp at he's he's like trying to to pace out her feet movement so he can grab her and he like swings and misses and he's like darn <laughs> he yeah. tries again it was it was definitely <laughs> overacted that i kind of yeah with. like they they broke their own tension with like something unintentionally funny yeah um, and i feel like they did that a couple times well, uh, I th- fun fact, I think in the sequel, um, Clint Eastwood is, uh, it's his very first role. 
Uh, in uh, really? Re- Revenge of the Creature, uh, Clint Eastwood plays a, uh, a bit role as a uh, lab assistant, and he's uncredited in the movie. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. Though. Yeah, no, it, it's it's cool. So, I mean, I I, I could see what you're seeing uh, saying here about you know it, it it's definitely the 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 creature that's the problem, and you know maybe it would have been done better if the actor was better. Uh, and again, right. I I don't know how you know stiff the suit was and stuff because I've never worn anything like that. I would imagine it's probably really shitty in there. Because uh, it's it's this big rubber suit with all this like uh, padding it looks like on it. He's got this big ass mask on with two tiny eye slits and stuff. And they're doing these scenes underwater, which I can't imagine is easy. Right, and this like this guy must be they they can't fit a thing like a, a an oxygen tank in there somewhere, right? Like no, this dude's I, holding I, his I breath, can't right? So, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I I couldn't imagine. Which I I think leads to like a lot of cuts in the shots because you'll you'll see him uh getting you know, swimming away and then it'll cut to um one of the uh the the, the lab guys scientists uh chasing after him then it'll cut back to him in a different area right. swimming and i think it's because he can only hold his breath for a certain amount of time and <laughs> reasonable then, right right and then you know have to have to resurface um so so th- th- like there there are a lot of cool film points in the movie uh a lot of the uh the set design was really really cool it's because it took place on the amazon i th- i think the the weakest part was where well as far as set design goes was when they went to that cave area right at the end of the movie and right. it, it was it was kind of shitty it was just like a bunch of like crappy done rock walls with some fog on the floor and then they and like weird lighting yeah yeah that, it was weird yeah that that was probably the, the worst uh set design in the movie but i mean the rest of it's really cool because you have a lot of this fauna and stuff a lot all the underwater scenes are like really well done um if they were sets anyway um, right. You know, they, they, there's uh, all all this really cool underwater stuff going on. They 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 shot it pretty well um, as far as like camera angles go and everything. There's a lot of extended shots of uh, them swimming, which I thought was neat. A- again, because this guy, I don't know if he had a breathing apparatus, but it would be very impressive if he didn't. <laughs> um, I I th- I think one of the the the, the cooler parts in the movie was um when they're tearing trying to tear away the um the log from where i guess the 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 creature kind of dammed it up so they couldn't leave and you know he's on top of it then they're underwater and then they're on top again i i thought that was a really cool uh uh pacing for that but yeah i I could i could totally understand what you mean uh with the movie because (laughs) Uh, again, if if you look at a lot of the other uh, designs of the creatures, there's there's better ones, and this um this I, again was probably one of the weaker ones. I I would like to see what they um would do with this if they were thinking about reshooting it. Yeah, it's it's such a classic fear, like the fear of the thing underwater. So it it'd be really cool to see. Like this is something I would actually be excited to see them do. Uh, with modern technology and and make it a real badass like terrifying looking suit right because you know there there were limits to things and you know this is probably something that was incredibly limited you know uh right uh, something like the 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 mummy um 
well, the original one anyway, not like the 15 that came after <laughs> that. Uh, the Wolfman, um, Frankenstein, they they relied on, you know, uh, characters that were largely humanoid, like by themselves. They didn't need to wear a mask or anything. So, the, you know, there, were, there was a lot of stuff that you could walk around, a lot of basic makeup that you could turn on. I think probably the most demanding one was the Wolfman, but it was still pulled off in a way that was uh, really cool. Um, right. Something like this, you know, they did the best they could with what they had. And I, I think, you know, by itself, I, I, I think it was kind of a cool uh, character design. It just, you know, uh, it it fell flat on acting and stuff. Uh, but I, I love this. Yeah, you're right. I, I would love to see this as a reboot. It's, it's also, again, slated for um, that part of that dark universe that they're doing. But who knows if that'll happen. I, <laughs> to, to be honest, I would have loved to see something a bit more obscure for the first movie of like uh the reboot like the creature from the black lagoon or uh the invisible man but they they went with the mummy which has been done already like a bunch of times right. which i i thought was kind of silly like why go with that one when you could have gone even something like frankenstein um or uh dracula you know they have been done but they haven't been done by universal pictures that's based on the original movie i thought that you know those would have been cool and they kind of haven't been done like classically no you know they've no. they've been done with twists at least as far as i know uh while we're dumping on the monster one scene i want to bring up where i thought it was actually pretty good there was uh there was a, a pretty long shot where the monster was just walking towards the camera and he's doing this weird mouth thing where he's like he's almost smacking his lips and his tongue is like moving like his tongue is moving disjointed like yeah. off timing to how he's smacking his lips it was yep. so creepy it just looked otherworldly yeah uh th- it was, that was cool there were a few points where i was um impressed with how the um the suit worked because you you know in, in my head there were a lot of um movies at the time more b-rated than this because this this was like a triple a movie at the time done by universal right. pictures um where, you know, masks didn't blink, they didn't, you know, have mouths moving, they didn't have any, like, facial feature stuff going on. This this had quite a bit for, you know, uh, the prosthetics that was on him. So, I mean, that, that was really cool. Um, another thing to uh, <laughs> uh, talk about is the fact that uh, this guy had to wear this uh, suit for apparently... I could be reading this wrong. It says that the costume made it impossible for Chapman to sit for the 14 hours of each day that he wore it. It overheated easily, so he stayed in the back lots lake, often request, requesting to be hosed down. So he had to sit oh with gosh. this for 14 hours a day with the suit on, with the, uh, the headpiece off. Sometimes he, he wouldn't leave it off, um, just getting hosed down so he could stay in it long enough so they could do the shoots. I, I'm sorry for all the bad things I said about this man. <laughs> like, way to put in the work through a shitty situation. Yeah, that yeah, sounds awful. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. I mean, that that's that's kind of crazy. Um, so I, I mean, overall, it, it's it's it it wasn't a, a terrible um, movie as far as like um, you you know the acting was pretty good. It it was way better than um the invisible man oh, yeah. uh, again it, it falls down to the 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 monster falling flat and i'm sure at the time this was pretty scary because you know we we grew up in a world like i mean glenn, glenn you're you're 
my age so you know you, you grew up with like the 80s and the 90s with like all this crazy um animatronic prosthetic stuff going back to see movies like right. uh you know the 1980s the thing with all the crazy uh uh animatronics uh see uh, special effects that happened in that movie we have stuff now um that the CG is so good, especially recently. Like, you can't tell if it's real or fake sometimes. It gets so ridiculous. Right. Um, so looking back at this, it's it's hard to imagine a time where someone came up with this, drew this out, and then they designed a um, a, a uh, model after it. So th- things like that are, are, is, is what you kind of have to keep in perspective. Uh, personally, I, I like a lot of the, the monster movies where um, they did claymation. I, I liked a lot of the claymation stuff, uh, like stop motion things more. Right, I, they right. they had more of a realistic movement to them, but I I, I don't What's know. What's an example of that? Oh, uh, King Kong, Mighty Joe Young, right. uh, the creature from Twenty Thousand Fathoms, I think it's called. Uh, okay. There there's quite a few. Um, oh, uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. That's another one. I think the Kraken. Uh, part of that movie was all done uh, with stop motion and claymation. Uh, Jason, the Argonauts was a big one. Uh, The biggest, the biggest uh, proprietor of that, which I I named a couple that he did uh, was uh, Ray Harryhausen. He did a lot of the uh, stop motion for that. If you ever get a chance, uh, look him up. Uh, He did a lot of really, really crazy things uh, back then. He did all the, the, the designs and stuff. He made these things, which is so cool. And a lot, all the movies, that he worked on you know had stop motion in them because that was his specialty so people hired him specifically for that stuff right uh he did a whole uh sinbad uh series where you know he did a cyclops he did harpies he did all sorts of things now um you know by by these standards now it it might be kind of cheesy to look at but i mean i always think that's cool because these are physical things they're not cg they have texture to them like these are things that you could put your hands on if you were in front of them so um to me that's more realistic than any cg uh that there is any anyway in my eyes i I, they they don't do a lot of stuff like that anymore and it kind of bums me out but uh every now and again there's there's little things here and there like uh kubo and the Two Strings was uh, amazing movie. Yeah, and that that was all stop motion animation, uh, right. which is fucking mind blowing to think about. Um, you well, know, and it's it's so time like just time and effort oh, consuming. A- absolutely, you know that that's why a lot of uh, companies won't even consider it anymore because it's such a huge time suck that you know why do that when you could just have it done in CG, which I kind of a cop-out, but, you know, I, I understand from a uh, time perspective and even a money perspective because, you know, you, you know, say you're a, a corporation and you're paying, say, oh God, uh, 300 people for four years to do stop motion when you can right. have it done in, you know, say a year and a half if you do it in CGI. It, it's, it's a no-brainer a lot of the time unless, you know, you have a creator with a vision who just, it has to be done in stop motion which is something like Kubo and the Two Strings comes, or, you know, uh, Coraline uh, is another uh, right. big one recently that, sort of recently. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. These, these are all more, uh, these are contemporaries of, I guess, uh, of uh, stop motion that, you know, you could see and enjoy. And thankfully there are still people out there that'll, you know, not just do the most capitalist thing. They'll have a vision and go for it and, 
you know, you got to respect it and you got to appreciate it. And I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I, I mean, this this goes back to something like uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, the Visible Man. Someone had the, the forethought to be like, all right, you know, we're going to get the Invisible Man to be invisible. We just got to figure out how. And they, they figured it out. You know, they, they made it work. And, you know, it wasn't used in excess. There weren't all these scenes where, you know, he was always picking up stuff and everything. They they spaced it out well enough. I mean, there, there were a bunch of scenes, but it wasn't like every fucking scene he was, you know, throwing something around or whatever. So that, right. that was kind of cool. It wasn't in your face all the time. And I mean, something with the creature from the Black Lagoon. They're like, all right, you know, we're 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 gonna we're gonna make a monster. We're gonna make this monster that doesn't even resemble a human anymore. It's just gonna stand up on two feet, but everything else about it is gonna gonna look like a weird fish monster. So, you know, they made this suit. They they got this mask. You know, they they made uh, it where you know the the mouth moved and stuff. Where you know they had these huge water scenes to make it seem more realistic and. I, you know, as far as that goes, there are a lot of um, cool points in the movie, and it's admirable that some admirable, admirable, <laughs> um, <laughs> where someone had you know the, the vision and the forethought to try and get this to look as good as possible. So things things like that are really cool to think about. So uh, a couple a couple of random questions for you: uh, Did you feel any sympathy for the monster? Um. No, I, 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 I mean, it, it's kind of difficult because there, there weren't a lot of, they didn't make him sympathetic, you know, right from, I, I guess if you look at it from like, you know, don't fuck with nature standpoint, then right. yeah, I guess, but even, you know, something, they, they try to do like a King Kong-esque thing where, you know, he steals the girl and stuff, but it wasn't like he had a, I don't. I don't. I think they might have been trying to go for like, oh, you know, he has an infatuation with the girl, but there they wasn't didn't really own it. Right, though. right. There wasn't enough interaction between the two where you know that that was something that really came off as like, oh, all right, you know, I feel bad because he just wanted you know to interact with the girl. No, he he just wanted to get these people out of his fucking house, which yeah, there, there's a there's a good and a bad side to it because. I'll put it this way. There is no good guy in the movie. Um, right. Because, you know, while he goes around murdering people, this this fish monster, it, you know, and again, you could tack it up to it's a creature. It doesn't know any better. It's just doing it in self-defense. And But then you look at the people, and, you know, they're not um, 100% angels either. You know, there's that point where they're trying to get him to come out by dropping poison tabs into the uh, the water. Right, and then there's that scene where there's just hundreds of fish all around them, uh, just popped up dead, uh, be- right? Because they did that, and it, it you know it makes you think. It's like, well, what the fuck? You know why? Th- they're going to such lengths to get this one thing. They're destroying an entire ecosystem just to try and get this one thing, and you know, it, it makes you think about our environment because you know we're we're going through global warming and stuff, and it, it's it's like this was back in the fifties. <laughs> And yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of a look at probably some of the stuff we do now to, you know, go and get things. It might not be getting a creature, but it could be, you know, uh, fracking for mining and oil and stuff that, you know, we destroy the environment to do those type of things. So, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if it was on purpose, but there was definitely a uh, sense of um, a narrative about like uh, sort of, you know, fucking with the environment. 
I think it was on purpose because I, I feel like they made it a point to let you see them like tossing their cigarettes overboard and or just tossing their cigarettes around all willy nilly. I felt like that was too intentional for that to not be a part of it. Um, I, I I felt I felt a little bit of sympathy for the monster until he started like going after them in 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 earnest. Like there was a point where he was just like, I, I kind of want these people to leave, and then he locked them in. Now it's just him trying to get revenge. Yeah. Yeah, like and again that that goes to having more of a uh, a a mind than, you know, just being a creature at that point. That's that's, you know, a a a human thing to do is wanting to get revenge. You know, animals don't want to get revenge. They they right. they want to get you the fuck out of their their environment and stuff. So, when it when it went to that, it seemed a little vindictive and it it, it might have kind of I guess sullied uh any sort of sympathy you would have had for the monster, like you were saying. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, o- overall, like, I, I liked both movies, and I could totally understand why you didn't, like, uh, why you weren't 100% sold on Creature from the Black Lagoon, and that that that's fine. Like, you know, <laughs> dude in the suit doesn't always make the best uh, monster. Right. But uh, we, we did pick two more obscure Universal monster movies. Um, right. Now, after seeing these two, would you want to go back and see some other ones? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I've never seen, you know, original Dracula, original Frankenstein, and I, I definitely would like to check those out now. Now, and the other ones you named that I can't remember right uh, now. There, there's a whole bunch of them, but uh, <laughs> there is a another series that uh, people talk about when it comes to like, you know, the big three, the you know, the Wolfman. Um, uh, Frankenstein and Dracula, and it's called the Hammer series. Now, okay. um, I personally haven't really uh, seen these these movies um, because I I just you know really haven't had the chance to. But they they're apparently as f- even as far as storytelling and stuff goes, like loads better than the um the other ones and they go all over the place there's uh frankenstein dracula the mummy there's some non-horror films they have sequels to all three of those um then they have kind of like kitschy things that maybe might not be the best but uh as as far as i i've been told like the the frankenstein dracula mummy movies are right up there with the universal monster movies being like classics awesome uh but yeah you know all all things to think about uh i i I do want to see, you know, all these movies. Um, fun fact, the um, guy from Star Wars, uh, God, what the hell is his name? Tarkin. Tarkin. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, Vader's, like, right-hand man, the guy who always looks like he ate, like, 9,000 warheads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Peter, Peter Cushing, that's his name, Peter Cushing. Uh, he is in all these uh, Hammer movies, or he's in a large amount of them. I believe he's Van Helsing in the Dracula movies. Like he has a very, huh. very big um, uh, filmography. Not not just these, but uh, the, these are movies that like kind of made him, or like made him like kind of a cult icon, uh, which is really cool. Yeah, he played uh, Victor von Frankenstein in the Frankenstein movie. Uh, he played, yeah, he played Van Helsing and Dracula, and he was also in The Mummy, so he was in all of those movies, which is kind of cool to think about. It's cool. It's cool that uh, people, like directors and, and movie studios, will stick to actors that they know, and they'll they'll all kind of work together on the same projects. Oh, absolutely, and especially uh, back then, you know, um, 
actors like Lon Chaney, uh, Boris Karloff, um, oh God, what the hell, Bela Lugosi. Those those were the big Marvel, uh, Marvel, jeez. <laughs> those those are the those were the big Universal uh, uh, monsters back then. That was the Wolfman, Dracula, and uh, Frankenstein. Of I, I'm doing those out of order, of course, but um, right. they they came back in multiple sequels. You know, they played other monsters and stuff. So I a lot of that stuff's pretty cool to think about. That you know they 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 definitely stuck to. You know these big stars that they uh, knew, and I, I mean, some people say you know this was the first, uh, this was the beginning of typecasting because the, those guys didn't get a lot of other huh. work, um, right? You know, besides these these monster movies, they were just known for playing monsters. So you know, why would you have them as anything else back then? Which is is crazy to think about, but yeah, that's that's what happened. Yeah, if they're good at it, you know, they're good at it. Why take a chance? Right. Exactly. Um, so any any closing thoughts, Glenn? Uh, I have one one last question for you. Absolutely, uh, because yeah, yeah. I watched Invisible Man and Creature from the Black Lagoon back to back, and one thing that I noticed in the uh, twenty one years between them is that Creature from the Black Lagoon figured out that they could use attractive people. There was a lot a lot of uh, like butts and shirtless dudes pulling themselves up on boats, so you could see all their back muscles. Uh, the the lady had like a tank top thing on when she got captured by the monster, and just none of that was in the Invisible Man, and it was it was jarring because that's so like everywhere today, like sexy people all the time, always. So it was it was cool to see that contrast. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, they they were de- definitely a stark contrast in movies, and you know where they've gone. You know, I I'm sure you know if we did um. Invisible Man, Creature from the Black Lagoon. We did like the nineteen sixties uh, uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, which is different from the older ones. You know, we kept going up and up. We'd see this progression in where you know these horror movies went to you know current day. Actually, that might be kind of cool to try one day. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that in my head. But yeah, uh, it it gives a different context to the like teen sexy slasher movie too. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't, I didn't get to watch them back to back, but I, I do know what you're talking about. I actually saw Creature from the Black Lagoon first, and then I saw, uh, The Invisible Man, so I did it backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I guess that's why the, um, the acting hit me so hard in the movies is because I went from this incredibly serious movie to, like, la-di-da-di-da, going to murder people. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, but, but it was fun. Oh, yeah, the, it, it was, it was a really fun movie, so... Uh, that that's cool that I kind of got you uh, 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 turned on to these movies, and that you you know you might go watch some of the other ones down the line. Um, uh, unfortunately for this Halloween, uh, we only had time to do two of these. I you know the idea at the beginning in my head was you know we're gonna watch all of these, but I I had this idea in the middle of October, so <laughs> wasn't enough time to do this. Um, but yeah, you know, we got, we got two done, you know, we got to pick them and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about this a little bit because the, the point of this, um, was that a, a lot of, a lot of people now, I, I mean, you know, you yourself said you, you haven't seen these movies and I feel right. like a, a lot of people kind of, uh, look down on these older movies because they think they're, 
uh, inferior to modern day films, and in some respects they they are. But in other respects, you know, you have to look at it as it's it's history. You know, you don't go shitting all over um, the the Civil War and stuff because <laughs> it happened in the past and everything, right? You know, th- these are these are things that we learn about. Um, and, you know, we understand because, uh, you know, it, it's it's a big part of history. And just like that, you know, if you, if you like movies, you should go back and learn about, you know, how some of, you know, your favorite horror tropes or, or you know, action uh, sequences or suspense thrillers came about because there is a, um, a beginning to everything, you know. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock revolutionized, um, you know, what thrillers would become. You know, he he made movies that terrified people. You know, uh, they're, they're all still still terrifying. Oh, like. absolutely, yeah. You know, but they were done so so long ago, and they've had an influence, just like these had an influence on movies that came uh, came after them. So. I uh, I I wanted to try to 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 tell people that you know don't don't shit all over these movies because they're old or you know because some of the 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 effects are antiquated or maybe the acting's not the best. They're still good. I mean, you you would agree with me that there's something to take from both of these movies. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Even even not even not just as a history piece. I think they're both still good movies. Like they were still enjoyable to watch. Right, which you know, still creepy. Yeah, compared to some things nowadays that are complete pieces of garbage, and I mean, they're complete pieces of garbage (laughs) back then too. But you know, uh, they they did the stuff on the the (laughs) on on things that you know we we would never attempt anymore because it was crazy. Um, But they did it to make you know an effect work. You know, we with us trying to do those things now we would just be like no fuck it we'll just throw it into a computer but there were no computers back then that that is the right. crazy part is that you know they were doing green screen before green screens were a fucking thing uh, just, they were actually pasting actual film together like <laughs> crazy stuff right and you know th- that's that's what i i want people to understand is that the these movies are hallmarks and they they should be viewed as such and, and respected as such because um i if if i asked any most people nowadays they they probably would just blink at me and stare like why why would you watch the invis- the original invisible man why you know why'd you watch the creature from the black lagoon those are old movies i we we don't watch old movies anymore that's it's 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 a silly thing to do, especially because there there are so many good old movies out there. Like, uh, if you ever have time, watch War of the Worlds. That's an amazing fucking movie, and it's scary right. too. And not not the Tom Cruise one. Tom Cruise can go fuck himself. <laughs> uh, the the original one from the, I think it's the fifties. It's even recolored now, uh, which makes it even scarier. Um, Ooh, interesting. But uh, yeah, there the, it's 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 a great movie. Um, it's really suspenseful. And uh, it's dark. It's a very dark movie, uh, mm-hmm. and especially if you've never—I mean, if if you want, go ahead and read the the, the novel because the novel is fantastic. But if if you don't want to go ahead and do that, then um, watch watch the movie. The the movie is great, um, and there's there's so many good ones. I you know I mentioned Ray Harryhausen. Uh, he made so many movies with stop motion animation that were were revolutionary back then, um, and you know 
seeing them uh, is something else. Like it's it's otherworldly almost because you're looking at these creatures that again nowadays are CGI. But like again, I I've seen these models, uh, you know, outside of the movie and people holding them and things, and that's that's just crazy to think about. You know that these these models could actually be articulated and touched and stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna stop yammering on because I could go, I could go on about this <laughs> all fucking night. There's something there's something super special about practical effects because they're tangible and there's something super important about remembering your roots because you don't want to just take like ah throw it in a computer. You take it for granted. You you start to lose some of the magic. Yeah, yeah. So uh any any closing comments, Glenn? Nope. Uh, I'm all I'm all set. Any closing comments, Dean? Uh thank <laughs> you. Too many, too many to, to, to list. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have another episode real soon. We'll, we'll talk about other things. Uh, join us back uh, in a couple weeks when we uh, talk about video games again. Uh, video games. Yeah, video games. And, uh, you know, we, we got things to talk about. I, I beat Nier Automata. So, oh man, yeah, there we're, we're gonna spend hours talking about that. They, I hope you're ready. All right, yeah, well, I'll get some, we'll, we'll maybe we'll do it in person. I'll get some beers ready and stuff. You know, we'll, we'll have a nice, some- nice chat about it some tissues to wipe the tears away oh god so many onions so many onions <laughs> uh yeah so we'll, we'll do that in a future episode we'll, we're gonna have a lot of new stuff coming down the pike uh we we're, we're working out a uh a, um streaming schedule well a let's play schedule now where we're gonna get that back on track and stuff so stay tuned yes. fun things to come uh, but as always, guys, remember you should always check out geekade.com for more great geek-related content, whether it be wrestling, knitting, uh, comic books, what have you. There is a place for it on our website. Uh, if you have a question about the show or anything on our website, you can always shoot us an email at mail at geekade.com. That is mail at geekade. Dot com. Uh, if you want to talk to us individually, you can reach me at Komodo underscore Vestlord. And uh, Glenn, where can they reach you on the interwebs? At Shrin, S-H-R-I-N-N. And I'm going to install Twitter tonight. Damn, he's going to install that Twitter. <laughs> Just for you guys. Just for you guys. Oh, man, I, I want to make some truck horns. Beep, 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 Twitter. <laughs> uh, no, Twitter's not that exciting. Oh, dude, it's totally exciting. All right. Uh, yeah, and as always, uh, listen, if you like the show, remember to subscribe. Give us a rating, five stars. You know, say hi uh, in the comments. Tell us what you like about the show. Hell, even tell us if you don't like. If you want to, sh- you know, tell us what we should improve or maybe something we should cover in the future, shoot us an email or just shoot us uh, a message individually. We'll be sure to read it and to get back to you because we always like hearing from you the listener uh till next time guys stay vestly keep playing games and we'll catch you in the next episode bye